Are you ready, brother? Yes. Okay. All right, so this is um, the dispensation of human government. All right, so this dispensation, it, uh, it goes from uh, Genesis 8.20 to Genesis 11.9, but we need to keep in mind that this dispensation of human government, even though a new dispensation starts in, um, in chapter 11, uh, verse 10, this dispensation overlaps even up to today. You know, in this church age, we're still we're still in uh, human government. But uh, but let's go ahead and um, let's read Genesis eight twenty and also Genesis eleven verse nine. Genesis eight. Verse 20 and Genesis 11, verse 9. Are you there? Yes. Okay. All right. Genesis okay. 8, 820 says, And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Now Genesis eleven nine. Genesis eleven nine in the King James Bible says Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. All right, so um, there is roughly about 427 years between Noah's flood and the call of Abraham, okay? So um, in this dispensation... Man tries to overcome sin and its effects by instituting human government. And you ask why? Why is that? Well, man believed that if they came up with a set of laws and punishments for breaking those laws, they would be able to overcome evil and create peace on earth. But no matter how hard anyone tries, there will never be peace on earth until the second advent of Jesus Christ. And with that, the first coming of Christ, he come as a lamb, meek and lowly. And then the second coming, he's, he's coming as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's going to destroy his enemies. Alright, so uh, an example of, of government um, would be like 
the U.S. government. Um, the U.S. government is getting bigger and bigger. Um, the government wants to control everything, right? And uh, and here in the Philippines, they call that federalism. You know, which which is basically communism, big government. But governments need to be small, not big. You know, and they should not be trying to control everything. You know, uh, gun control laws and and, um, and and welfare and all of that. It, it really should not exist. You know, um, the church is who should be taking care of people, especially those in the body of Christ. Okay, so let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. And let's read verses 1 to 3. And if you're there, brother, you can read that. Okay, it says, uh, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust, and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Verse 3 says, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Amen. All right. So, so what that is saying there is is that Christians should not be taking other Christians to court. You know, everything needs to be handled within the body of Christ, the church. Because you take a Christian to court, then there's a chance that the judge could be unsaved. You know, and then you have unsaved judging the saved, and and, uh, and that's not a good thing. All right. Uh, so human government cannot solve our problems. Only the Lord can do that. All right. So let's go back to our text verses. Uh, Genesis 8, 20 to 22. Genesis 8, verses 20 to 22. Are you there? I'm there. Amen. Okay. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord... And took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing, uh, everything living as I have done. And then verse 22 
While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. So Noah builds an altar unto the Lord, and he offered burnt offerings on the altar. Uh, God promises to not curse the ground anymore and smite living things. Uh, now, um, notice verse 22, brother. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So what is the big thing today with... Uh, with, with governments around the world you know they're they're trying to fight uh, global warming you know they they say that that uh, you know exhaust from cars and all of that um, is uh, depleting the ozone layer and we're burning up the earth and all this other stuff but what does what does God say there while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So, global warming, brother, is a lie. It's a farce. It's, it's political. Yeah. But yet, governments are trying to fight it. No, like um, uh, I for I forget his name. His his name escapes me now, but he used to be the vice president. Um, and now he goes around, um, goes around the world, talking about global warming. I I forget his name now. But it, but I. He said one time that that uh, all the icebergs um, will will be depleted, will be melted away by like 2015 or something like that. And it's 2023, and the icebergs are still there. So much for that prophecy. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. All right, now, um, let's see. In, uh, in verse 1 of chapter 9, uh, God blesses Noah and his sons. All right, and... Um, he tells them let let's uh, let's read let's read verse 1 you can read that brother if you want in, in chapter 9 verse 1 okay it says okay it says and god blessed noah and his sons and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth all right so notice replenish replenish what a lot of 
IFB believe that word means is to fill. But that's not what it means. It, it means to refill. Right. Right? So so this right. is where this is where the the IFB get it wrong. Now go to uh, Genesis Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one verse twenty twenty-eight. Well let let's start in verse twenty-six. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And then verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth so so God is telling man to replenish the earth so by saying replenish that means that he's wanting something put back there that was there before. So there was something on the earth before a man was created. The sons of God, right? That's right. So he says, replenish. Now, uh, go to Genesis 1, 20, 21. And let's read 21 and 22. And you can read that, brother. It says, And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. Okay, so in verse 22, notice that God says, Fill the waters. He doesn't say replenish. He says, Fill the waters, because... There was nothing there before. So we have to make a distinction between fill and replenish. But yet the IFB say replenish means fill.
So I will, I will stick with the King James Bible and I will let it interpret itself. I'm not going to try to make it say what I want it to. Amen. Me know, too. Just, yeah, just just because you know I don't believe, which I do, but you know I don't believe the the uh, the Genesis gap. So I'm gonna make it say fill instead of refill. You know, so all you have to do is is let the Bible interpret itself, let it say what it says, and not try to make it say what you want it to say. All right, so, so now in, uh, in Genesis 9, verse 2, uh, God puts the fear uh, of humans in animals. Right? And um, in verses 3 to 6, God gives man permission to eat meat for the first time. And so this is why God had Noah to bring the clean animals into the ark by sevens. Because he was going to allow man to eat meat. And Jews were only allowed to eat the clean animals. They couldn't eat the unclean. And also for the animal sacrifices. Okay, And, uh, and again... Uh, we cannot eat blood. The Jews could not eat blood. Up till now, we cannot eat blood. And uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, brother. Uh, but uh, the prohibition of uh, clean animals to unclean is when God chooses His people Israel. You're right. Yeah. All right. So, also the uh, prohibition of eating pork right, was given to Israel only, not to the Gentiles. But but yet, there's so many uh, denominations that are trying to be Jews. And they forbid eating pork. Now the the Seventh Day Adventist being one. All right, but uh, I'm going to gonna give you three reasons here why God does not want us to eat blood. Number one. The life of the flesh is blood. Genesis 9 verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Okay, and then number two. It is a shadow of the redemption that is to come. 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 and you can read that brother. 
It said verse 18 and 19? Yes. <clears throat> it says, for, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by, by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. So Christ, Christ shed every precious drop of his blood for you and for me and for the whole world. Amen. We're redeemed by the blood of the lamb. And also number three, the blood was required to cleanse our hearts from sin. Hebrews 9.22 Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Alright, now go to Leviticus 17. Leviticus 17. Let me get there, brother. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> All right. Um, Leviticus 17, verses 10 to 12. And if you like, you can read that, brother. It says, And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood I will even set my face against that so that eateth blood and will cut him off from among his people for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul therefore I said unto the children of Israel no so of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. Amen. So life of the flesh is in the blood. Amen. So so we're to not eat blood. Alright, so sin sin is a blood guilty verdict. When we sin we are guilty of blood and deserve to die. You know, that, that's all that we deserve, brother. Is to yeah. die and go and die and go straight to hell. But thank God for his grace and mercy. Thank God for the free gift of salvation. Amen. So in the Old Testament, uh, blood sacrifices were made by uh, using lambs and, and bulls. Uh, in, uh, in the New Testament, God stepped out of heaven. Christ shed every precious drop of his blood on the cross of Calvary for us. 
Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Praise God. Now, no, notice that that um, you know God said for for Israel that you know if if they eat blood, the soul that eats blood, that soul will be cut off from his people. Right? That that cut off does not mean that that person is going to be put in exile away from his people. That cut off means that person going to be killed. Right. Going to be put to death. Capital punishment, right, brother? That's right. So that soul, the soul should be cut off. Yeah. Yes. So, um, capital punishment, even up till now, you know, the, the death penalty never been lifted by God. It remains even in this dispensation. And look at Romans 13. Romans 13, verses 1 to 7. And this is in, you know, the Romans is part of the Pauline epistles. And so it is, um, it is for the body of Christ. And this is where we get our doctrine, you know, Romans to Philemon. But let me say also, too, that, you know, our doctrines, our church doctrines come from Romans to Philemon, but we can get doctrines from other books of the Bible as long as they do not contradict the Pauline epistles. Right. All right. So, amen. So, amen. So, Romans uh, 13, verses 1 to 7. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for, for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this, for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers." Attending continue upon this very thing. And in verse 7, render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. So the government is to be the avenger. Eye for an eye, tooth for tooth does not give a person the right to get revenge. 
God said, Vengeance is mine. Right? And, and so, you know, somebody, somebody does you wrong. We're not to try to get revenge. It is God that gets the revenge. Not us. Alright, so now, let's go back to uh, Genesis 9. And in Genesis 9 verses 11 to 17... You are going to see the Noadic covenant. Remember that in a dispensation there is a covenant. This is the Noadic covenant. Genesis 9:11-17. Are you there? I'm here, brother. All right. Okay. Starting in verse 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, uh, let me let me stop right there because I want to say something. Because um, I was asked before uh, why it is that God God said he would never destroy the earth with a flood again, but yet there's still uh, tsunamis. Reason being is because God said he would not destroy the whole earth with a flood. But those tsunamis are just a little portion it's not the whole earth all right so so we need to understand that now uh, verse 12 and God said this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth Verse 14, And it shall come to pass, when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Now I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all the flesh, of all flesh, and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth, and then verse 17, And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Alright, so, so the token of the covenant is the rainbow. Okay, God puts a rainbow in the clouds, in the sky. Now, what do you see today? With uh, with the sodomites, the sodomites have a rainbow also. All right. So remember that God originates 
and Satan imitates. So with, with God's rainbow, God's rainbow has seven colors. Seven being the number of perfection or completion. The sodomite rainbow has six colors. And I believe that the color that is missing from the sodomite rainbow is uh, indigo. But the sodomite rainbow has six colors. The number six in the Bible is the number of man. Six, six, six. So how about that? In, uh, in Genesis 10, we're going to see the generations of the sons of Noah. And then uh, in uh, chapter 11, verses 1 to 9, we are going to see the very first United Nations project. The United Nations is wicked, brother. Yeah, they are. It's, e it's evil. So this is the very first United Nations project is the Tower of Babel. So let's uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's read that. Uh, Genesis chapter eleven verses one to nine. And if you like, you can you can read that, brother. <clears throat> okay. It says, "And the whole earth was of one language." and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Keep going. Okay. Eight and nine. So the Lord scattered them. Eight and nine, okay. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Amen. All right. So this is the, the Tower of, of Babel. Um, the Tower of Babel represents a few things, and, uh, and I will give those to you. Uh, number one... 
It represents man's mistrust in God. All right. they, uh, they started to build a tower um, to escape another flood. They, they're trying to build a tower to heaven, trying to get to heaven on their own. Alright, um, so they were trying to go up and remember that Lucifer, what did he say in Isaiah 14? Now he wanted to ascend above the stars of God and be like the Most High. Lucifer wanted to go up, man wants to go up. You know, instead of going up and exploring you know, space and all that stuff, which man has no dominion of anyway, they really need to be going down and exploring the oceans. Now, I, um, I, I read of um, a, a story. I, there was some explorer. I, I think... Um, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was Jacques Cousteau. Uh, but this explorer went down into the uh, Bermuda Triangle. And um, when he come back up, they said that his face was white as a ghost. And he couldn't even talk about the things that he saw down there. So... You know, and, and and remember, brother, that that um, you know uh, devils like wet, warm places. So think think about think about the uh, the guy that that uh, Christ uh, drove out legion from him. That the the maniac of Gadara. Yeah, you know, and and um, Legion said cast us into the swine, and so Christ casts him into the swine, and the swine runs off into into the the sea. You know. Man has dominion of the oceans, and so we should be going down there and and exploring down there, not going up in space. You know the the firmament, brother, is is uh, is where uh, where these fallen angels are are at. Now I can't uh, I can't remember. Can't remember exactly where it's at right now, but the Bible talks about um, the stars even being unclean to God, and, and then then in in Genesis when when God made the firmament, the firmament is the only place, uh, our only thing that that God did not say that it was good or very good. But yet, man wants to go up there. I I don't. 
I don't understand that. And and I don't believe that God is going to allow that to happen. You know, at, at least at least not until the new heaven and new earth. You know, because if if man goes up there and populates the planets, space, all that stuff, they've already corrupted the earth. They're going to corrupt the whole universe if they go up there. So I, I don't I don't believe that that God will allow that to happen. Uh, but um, the second thing that the Tower of Babel represents is uh, man's reliance on what man can do and not God. You know, notice that they say, "Let us, let us." You know, we can rely we can rely on our works. We don't need to rely on God. You know what they're saying? So, at the Tower of Babel, God does some separation. God is a God of division, brother. And so, he he separates uh, quote-unquote religions, uh, nations, languages, races... So, these people were relying on themselves to build this tower to heaven. They're trying to save themselves, brother. Man tries to do that today. Trying to save themselves by the works that they do. You know, man is pushing today for uh, the the one world government as well. And, um, you know, think about that United Nations. The one world government is satanic. So of the Antichrist. And, and then the third thing that the Tower of Babel represents is man's attempt to make a name for himself and not God. And this is due to pride. And and God hates pride. It robs him of his glory. And, And pride, what it is, is humanism. All right, so... So now I will uh, I will say this and uh, and I will be uh, finished with this. But um, as I said from the from the very start, uh, in a dispensation you have a test and then you have failure of man and then you have the judgment from God and and so in this dispensation of human government the test was to scatter and multiply. The failure of man was to settle and try to build a tower to heaven. And then the judgment of God was that man was scattered and the language was confounded. And because the the language was confounded, they could not understand one another, so they stopped building the tower. And, and, And notice, brother, that God is a very good investigator. Right? He come down. 
the Trinity came down and investigated that tower. So, praise God. Now that that is that is the dispensation of human government. Do you have anything, brother, that that you want to add, or or any questions or anything? Oh, oh, no, I'm I'm good, brother. It sounds good. Yeah, that's uh, it. It just it just amazes me, brother, that you know here you have you know with with God's rainbow, seven colors, and then the sodomite rainbow has six colors. Six being the number of man, uh, six, six, six. A lot of people just they do not pay attention to that, and it and it just it it goes right over their heads. You know, but the Bible is true, brother, from cover to cover. Every word of God is true. Amen. I wish I wish more I wish more people believed it. But they don't. So no. All we can do is uh is pray for them and and keep uh preaching and teaching truth, brother. And let the Holy Spirit open up their their hearts, their minds, their ears and uh, help them to receive the truth. Amen? Amen. Yeah. That's all we can do. That's it. Now stay faithful to what, to what we're called to do. Hmm. And, and let, uh, let the Holy Spirit do the work. Amen? Alright, yeah, so I'm right going to... Oh, go ahead. I was just sort of thinking right there in chapter eleven, and I, was, I counted up like I counted up five times where they were just full of themselves. Yes. Yep. You know, it's uh, it's it's all about me, 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 I, I, I. No, it's not about it's not about God, but you know, yet God, God created man. But yet, man rejects him. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I guess um, they have to see God to believe that God exists. But we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Right. You know, sight is not faith, and faith is not sight, brother. So, praise God for His Word. And every word of it is true. Yeah, because right, they so, adopted that. What you have the seeing is believing. Yes. But the whole theology of seeing is believing, you know, that's... That that doesn't that's not a biblical statement. No, it's not. It's it, it's like follow your heart. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> you know, 
follow your heart is not biblical either. Uh-uh. But yet, yet that is a very, very common thing to say, you know, with with people. And then, what what does your heart say? You know, just just follow your heart. <laughs> my my my. Uh, <laughs> all right, brother. So I am going to uh, to end this uh, this Bible study. I I'm going to um, gonna play the the outro, and then uh, then it will be finished. Oh, man.